This week's episode of the I'll Try That podcast is brought to you by the Craft Beer Marketing Awards. The Craft Beer Marketing Awards was founded in 2019 and is the only global awards competition to celebrate and focus on the growing importance of craft beer marketing and design strategy as a key to success in standing out among other brands on the market shelf. Co-founded by Jim McCunn and Jackie De Bella, the CBMS is the only global scale marketing competition to put a spotlight on the growing critical aspect of creative marketing as key to breweries business success. Boasting a judging panel of over 500 beverage and beer industry professionals worldwide in over 24 countries, making the CBMAS the largest awards program of its kind in the world. With well-known judges including Ralph Steadman, David Carson, Tara Nurin, Zane Lumphrey, and John Cotino. Entries are divided up into five regions across the globe, the Americas, United Kingdom, Europe, APAC, and MENA. Many design companies and agencies are taking notice of submitting their work. The deadline has been increased to the 14th of March, 2022. So do get involved if you're in this industry and you wanna show the importance of your creative work to your client's business. And if you're a brewery, come and show off the, the fantastic marketing and creative work that you've been doing to get the, your beer out there to the public. The upcoming award celebration will take place the week of 2022 Craft Brewers Conference in May in Minneapolis, Minnesota, USA. For more information, go to craftbeermarketingawards.com. Hi, and welcome to the Outro That podcast. This week, we're heading to Cheltenham in the heart of the Cotswolds and home of the Cheltenham Gold Cup, and we're going to Goff's Brewery. But I'm going to hand you over to Mr. Joe Druitt, who has the hot topic for us. So this week for the hot topic, I thought I'd look at some trends for 2022. Are flares coming back? (laughs) Yes, it all come full circle. (laughs) Um, As we know, trends, they're obviously like potential future predictions. Yeah. Okay? So all of this, I guess, has to be taken with a little bit of a grain of salt. But I'll go through a few. That's right, with a pinch of salt. <laughs> and these like, are these are beer trends. These are beer Pe- trends. What people are drinking, what's hot right now, so hot right now. Yeah. And what's going to be coming down the catwalk in the future. That's exactly right. So this is the uh, the top five, let's say. Okay. Okay, so hops and yeast are going to go high tech. I, I, I thought you said hops and yeast were going to be the future of beer. Or the <laughs> yeah. thing in I beer. mean, they're pretty big. I was, like, yeah. I was going to say they're pretty prevalent in beer anyway, but how's it going to get more I bet, I bet I bet breweries are going to start using only the best natural ingredients. <laughs> as well. I have a funny feeling about this. So there's a couple of things that, that, that makes up this, this as a trend area. So there's a couple of new kind of delivery devices. Uh, liquid, concentrated liquid products. So there's a company... Beer. Uh, hops. No, 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 but hops. But smaller and stronger. <laughs> so there's some hops that are coming in. Uh, there's some new products called Incognito and Spectrum uh, that's specifically designed for like dry hopping. They sound like Bond films. <laughs> yeah, they do, <laughs> don't they? Incognito and Spectrum. <laughs> I also really like the idea of dry hopping something. <laughs> well, oh, sorry, you said dry hopping. <laughs> Like a dehydrated rabbit. <laughs> Do you want that to all go in the in the episode? A little bit, yeah. yeah okay, <laughs> anyway, go on. How are they going to go high tech, Joe? Uh, so it's it's taking the hop. You know what? How you get hops? How breweries use hops, but doing it in different delivery mechanism. Um, so we're looking really at fast. different sachets. We're looking at uh, powders as well. Mm. So rather than the actual hop bulbs, you know. 
the ingredient themselves you know, that you'll see on some beer labels, etc. Um, things where there's some some that how they're doing these liquid concentrated liquid products. It's derived from Sauvignon Blanc grape skins. Um, so New Zealand's Phantasm powder is packed with thiols. Uh, which is a family of sulfur compounds. So basically they're saying that they're actually more synthetics, more uh, lab-created uh, products. Mm-hmm. Do you know uh, yeah. sulfur from a volcano? Um, there is often a bit of sulfur in volcanoes, yes. It comes from other places yeah. too. Yeah. I just like to think there's someone digging at the bottle of a volcano going, this would be great for beer. Yeah. Well, I mean, you would be bang up for a sulfur-infused beer, wouldn't oh, you? I'd love <laughs> a sulfur-infused beer. I think that's quite dangerous, isn't it? It counts, as, counts as spicy, I think, and that's what <laughs> okay. I'd sign up for. <laughs> so, uh, building on that, Thylus, um, you know, the prediction is that there's going to be a lot more synthesized ingredients in coming into beer in the future rather than re- relying on natural More. harvested um you know because they're saying also as well with the global climate change that actually you can't really rely on hop yields yeah. all so around do, the world so does that mean you know we have um that meat that is being grown in like a lab so we're going to go down the lines of hops yeah. grown in a lab yeah more synthesizers in more beer. synthesizers That's great it's not going to sound good but um, we'll find out about the taste <laughs> but it's also that they can create a lot of different types of hops so we already have loads of hops now yeah. that are grown and, and that, yeah. you know we talked about mosaic which is an offshoot of simcoe you know there's things like that but mm. they're saying that they can even get to the point and there's omega do- yeast which is a company in chicago which is creating a, th- a thylal Thiolized series of strains, including Cosmic Punch, which helps yeast create aromas of passion fruit, guava, and grapefruit. So oh. it's going to dramatically change. Like we have grapefruit, guava infused beers, but usually it's quite syrup syrup infused at the at the end of the process. Whereas you're putting this directly into the hop itself, it's going to dramatically change how these flavors are introduced to beer going forward. You know what I love there? There is clearly a group of botanists that have gone. You know what? Sod all the conventional plants and trying to grow all that sort of stuff in greenhouses mm. and all things of those long lines. We're going to make better hops yeah. for beer, which I'm a hundred percent down for. What, there should be university courses dedicated to botany for hops. Yeah, absolutely. I think there is. It's, yeah. yeah. I think, look, if you're talking about the agriculture district as well, as well, you know, you're thinking if you're getting into farming, then you obviously talk about hops in that way. But you're talking actually on the more the lab-grown side oh, of yeah, things as well, 100%. like real science science side. So I'll talk about another another trend area that we're seeing or potentially seeing is uh, craft lagers targeting mainstream and health-conscious drinkers. So we know yeah, that okay. you know beers and and lagers specifically doing lower calorie versions. Bud Light, for example, was, was one of the first mainstream brands to show the number of calories on their boxes and their yeah. cans. Um, so they're saying that they're going to see a lot more of that. You know, we know that health trends as a you know as a global category is is really popular, mm. and that's influential in the is influencing the beer side of the world. Was as well. it Erdinger who claimed drinking a beer before? Doing sport or after sport was the yeah. was was the that was their non-alcoholic the version, non-alcoholic which they refer yeah. to as some sort of like isotonic oh, drink. isotonic drink. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, all right then, lads. Uh, another one, actually, you quite like this, Rich. Classic craft beer styles making a comeback. So we obviously okay. know that the IPA is you know through and through is a craft brewing yeah. you know, staple. People really like take IPAs, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But what they're saying is that there's going to be newer and fresher takes on maybe styles of beer that went out of fashion. Okay. You know? So as we know, there's a whole like 
movement of like nostalgia 90s styled things so actually this is they're saying that we could see things like more you know smooth cream ales coming back we could see toffee tinged brown ales coming in okay. uh, and darkly flavoured miles now again these aren't things that we're used to right now we're used to like the hazy, hazy IPAs yeah. and napers and things but actually all of those beers were super popular at a certain period of time you know what um, so I'm I'm not too sure I'm there for this idea mm. because movies and stuff at the moment are currently trying to bring back the nostalgia factor mm. such as the new Jurassic, uh, the Jurassic Park trailer just dropped and they're bringing back um, Jack Goldblum and all the original cast. Nice. Yeah. The new Ghostbusters brought back and they brought back all the original Ghostbusters. They even brought that back twice. They even brought they? that back yeah. twice and it just wasn't that good mm. and it wasn't as good as I remember. So is I'm, I'm not too sure I'm there for bringing it back. There's a reason they faded away because we have products that have stood the test of time. Okay, well, I'll put it to you in a different way. Okay. Do you think hazy IPAs will stand the test of time? Probably not, no. So I think that, like, <laughs> as we're showing beers, they'll always be your state. It's like the fashion industry. They'll always be your staples yeah. that, every, that always stay around. But there's going to be elements of fashion yeah. coming in out. You said Circles. jokes a bit earlier about flares coming back into fashion. Right. Of course they have. Well, we just had, when we, uh, last episode, we did um, Harvey's. And I was thinking that about mild. Like, mild used to be a big, big thing. Yeah. No one makes mild these days, as far yeah. as I'm aware. But um, if you but go to tap said, rooms... They'll be mild. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well. So maybe it's just that someone, it just takes some kind of little catalyst mm. to get it uh, happening in certain spheres. And then all of a sudden, yeah, um, people might just, just start lapping it up. Another trend is that we're going to start seeing a lot more uh, breweries launching more satellite tap rooms. Okay. So- in space. <laughs> Specifically catering to the astronauts. Yeah, of the world. Exactly. <laughs> all six of them. <laughs> So the idea Costs was this. Costs are way too high for that. Yeah. <laughs> Just to get the beer up. There, yeah, exactly. So they're saying that, you know, this is specifically angled at about Americans, um, American breweries. So there's about 9,000 American breweries and uh, and there's competition from hard seltzer, kombucha, tea and ready-to-drink cocktails. They're saying that off-premise space remains really pinched. Like there's not a lot, you know, mm-hmm. you want to put your beer out there. So what they're saying is that they're, they're, they're looking to look at the new sales outlets, you know, breweries that will create their own, you know, through additional tra- tap rooms. And we're seeing yeah. that already, you know, seeing a lot of breweries opening up their own tap rooms to say, yeah. like, we have a dedicated space. And this isn't a new concept. Pubs, Green King, you know, yeah. it's owned by the brewery that makes the beer that then goes into their pubs. But we're saying that actually that's coming back as a new trend where we're seeing yeah. a lot more tap rooms open up. I talked to you guys recently about Daya in, in Cheltenham. I've been in there... A f- well, I'm in, I'm in there semi-regularly. I was in there the other day and I couldn't believe... It's like a family day out. Yeah. There's people... People uh, take their dogs out there. And as I said before, it's this weird... For, for me, it's weird. They've got this... It is... It's rather than an offsite from their main brewery. It happens to be their main brewery, but it's the sort of size of operation that you would expect as one of these satellite things by the train station in an industrial park. Yeah. And people flock there in their hundreds mm. to go and... Um, sit in this kind of you know fairly pleasant atmosphere, but it's like a big cafeteria, refectory style yeah. um, environment to go and sit on benches and have a couple of beers with friends. So um, there's there's uptake for it. I'd have thought, and I'd imagine with travel restrictions and people traveling a bit more, it's going to become open up those destinations a lot more, aren't they? Yeah. They're going to people come from a bit further afield for these destinations. I mean, I think back in Brooklyn, you know, other other half brewing 
uh, company was at the time I think you know one of the only microbreweries with a tap room and you'd have to queue all the way down the block for their like releases of beers now they have over six locations including places in like in uh, Rockefeller Center you know oh, for okay. example yeah. in New York and in Philadelphia you know mm. so it's like these places are just getting more and more popular people are looking for it um, you know and looking for this more destination yeah. kind of experience like, like just, a bit, just a bit more experience than going to your pub if you yeah. look at these satellite things it's just a bit more like you're like oh I went to this this and this mm. not oh, I just popped on the local a few times exactly. mm. um, and then the last one I'll talk about is obviously uh, I guess kind of thinking about global supply chains and how there's kind of like a lot of complexity going on there from you know in different countries from you know, where COVID restrictions to Brexit, you know, there's a lot of demand and change going on right now with supply chains. So actually what they're saying is people are going to do, and breweries are going to be looking a lot more closer to home, like domestic, like ingredients to go in their beers. Maybe this nicely ties in a little bit with that first point, that, we're, that trend we were talking about, about more synthesized ingredients and yeast and hops. So, you know, the idea is that people are going to be looking a lot closer to home for their raw ingredients for their beer. Hmm. So that's it. So that's a few trends that we nice. might see over the next Keep your year eyes peeled so. and see whether, 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 how much of that comes to fruition. Hello to you then, Matthew. Okay, so uh, going from the old, the new school to the old school. Um, I suppose not necessarily that they are the oldest brewery in the world, but Goff's Brewery in in Winchcombe in Cheltenham, um, actually about twenty five years old. Um, but if you have a look, not so much at the beer we're drinking today, but there there are other uh, products. Um, what we're dealing with is a 2017 Camera Beer of the Year, Cheltenham Gold, uh, named after the famous horse race that takes part in uh, takes place in March. There's a big race festival every March, which normally coincides with St Patrick's Day. Uh, um, okay. So there's got to be a beer in there jostling for position with uh, all the Guinness that gets drunk. But um, I thought we'd give this a try. We wanted to do some more local stuff. Um, for me, uh, not much more local than um, uh, than Winchcombe in Cheltenham. And it is, as I said, a little bit of the old school. We mm. are, I mean, albeit American hopped, this is a golden ale. Mm. Um, it's classically labelled and designed as well. Yeah. We've got old style uh, brown bottle, black label. Gold trim, yeah. um, a little nod to the uh, the jockey on the horse. If you look at their other products, they all have a bit of a um, medieval knight theme. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just looked at the website. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah. I mean that's it's kind of cool. That's <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, yeah black, cool. black knight, white knight. I think as a fallen um, knight, fallen knight. Yeah, with sort of like this image of um, kind of silhouetted. The fallen knight is sort of slumped over the horse, That's arrows it. in his back. Kind of brutal Quite in many visible. ways. Yeah. <laughs> um, Lancer as well. And so I think that kind of speaks to we're talking about an ale here and a, and a range of ales rather than something quite crafty. Yeah. Um, I thought, though, talking about crafty, though, obviously you mentioned this uh, this this beer was a, a, a camera winner, right? Mm. But also, I was reading a little bit more about it. Brewed with a blend of seven sea hops. Yeah. Right? I know three of... I think... Well, I can guess three of them. Go on then. And I'll see if Rich can guess a couple as well. I, well, so I think I know them. So Okay, go on then, Rich. What do you reckon? What makes up these seven sea hops? We've mentioned... A few. Did we say a couple uh, a little earlier so on? So hops beginning with the name letter C. It's really, really bad because I literally just went into my head capers, but then I really... <laughs> capers are, caper hops. Cap- caper capers hop. are definitely not nothing, but now I've just logged <laughs> on to capers. <laughs> I don't even yeah, think about the capers. Yeah, bad. good. Yeah. Cascade. Cascade. Chinook? Yeah, so I was going to do helicopter signal. There you go. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I'm trying to think of what others. There's. Well, I thought you knew them all. Yeah. No, so I, I knew. I knew. Th- I, well, I knew three of them. So yeah. Um. Of of seven, we've got um Cascade, Citra, Chinook. Uh, and four as yet untitled. Maybe that's their big secret. Yeah, maybe that's not their KFC secret ingredients. They're 11 herbs. Isn't it KFC only follow 11 people? Is it 11 or 12? Is it 12 herbs? I can't remember. But they only follow like 11 or 12 people, but all of them make up the names of the herbs and spices. They they follow follow six. um, They follow each of the Spice Girls, which was five, I believe. There were five Spice Girls, right? Yeah. And they follow six different blokes, all called Herb. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the That's suggestion fun. that they are the secret herbs and spices. Um, uh, yeah, I'm not sure I believe that. But what do we think of this beer? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I've no, I don't see too many beers that are quite li- as golden no, influenced. Yeah. Obviously, it's, for, it's celebrating a, a gold nail, you know? So it makes sense that they've got all this gold foiling from the horse rider and horse in motion around the edging to Goff's Brewery actually being in this type but yeah it's a I don't know if it screams premium to me no it does it doesn't scream premium in I don't think any way shape or form it feels like they've slightly copped out on the label I disagree. I think it, I think it's the black and gold are like you know everything's no. uh, luxurious. Okay, and, uh, speaks to me. Let me let, me let me uh, I guess qualify for myself. Of course, black gold. The more reduced you go, the more premium it looks, you know, white white type. But it's just a bit too expected or cliche premium for me. Hmm. I mean, when you say a golden ale, we're talking about the colour rather than, I suppose, necessarily the actual, uh, you know, the, the, mm. that it's a luxury item. So, and it's about winners, it's about premium. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess that's what they're going for. And I think as a, you probably class this as a, solidly as a premium mm. bottled ale, yeah. right? So, you know, it's, it's a tasty beer. It's yeah, a nice... it's, it's, it's not a bad beer. But I think the thing that's really selling me on everything is nothing to do with the beer and something to do that I found on the website. Okay, is, tell me. So they've actually got recipes you can cook. Yeah, totally using the beer. Using, totally. using, Love using the beer, which I think is fantastic. We have so many breweries yeah. that go on about enjoy our beer with food, enjoy enjoy our beer, yeah. doing all these other great activities. There. But no one's actually gone, well, our beer... Cook this. No, it's great. It's like so, pair it with food, not yeah. actually make it with food. Make it with food. I can I guess that a beer battered cod is on there? No, no. Okay, shockingly what. not. There no. is there is a beer and walnut loaf. Nice. To okay. make a white knight ice cream. White knight ice good. cream. Yeah. An ale loaf using um, a bread machine, and a cocoa beer. Coco beer. Coco beer. It's a take um, on a coco van, is it? Take on a coco van, but but with beer. I I wish there were a few more recipes because as you look up and you scroll, there is this fantastic looking pie that um, yeah. is, oh, on, is on is on the top of their res- recipe page, and some other like a potato chicken dish that looks fantastic, but no recipes for that, which is. Um, which were, which were the two that I mainly were attracted to. Can, can I ask you also just flavour profile while we're, we're on there. So, uh, I mean, we have made the uh, mistake here. We should technically be pouring this into a tulip. What's a tulip? Um, tu- tulip glass, you know, so stemmed and... Ooh, yeah. okay. But wider and curvaceous. Um, if you put it in that tulip, you're probably going to get a little bit more of the fruit. Are there any fruit notes that... Uh, that, that um, smack you about the face. So you should be getting a bit of citrus and pine, um, but there are three um, fruits here that, again, if you can uh, 
you can pick out, I will be pretty impressed. Yeah. Orange. Blueberry. No. Mustard. We have mentioned one of these mango. in a recent... Bang! Mango. Mango first. Passion fruit. There are two more to... Oh, he's on fire! Do you want to go three from three? There's not a chance you'll get this last one. <laughs> Tulip. Is it some sort of herb? It's a flower. Flowery. No, Is it's it... a fruit. Fruit. A fruit. Orange. We've already had that, so I'll let you off. Okay. Let's get the hat trick. <laughs> Banana. I mean, it's a very good answer, but it's not the one we're looking there for. There's literally, I can't taste any of those. If you can't identify guava, Rich, there's, there's, <laughs> there's something going on uh, that's not no. quite right. I'm a little bit, though, with all of those. It's a bit like when you go with wine, oh, oh my God, this is just full of strawberry. You kind of go, well, there's not actually any strawberry in there. It's just what these... It's a th- this, Yeah, what these, you know, something basically came from the ground that maybe have gone into a strawberry that you had once upon a time so technically you could argue that there is that flavour there but there's not actually any of those elements in that went in the bottle they never mixed in you know some guava with their hops it's just what you know it's that kind of interpretation that we all take away and so you can kind of never be wrong with that can you it's the idea you you know it's your what it says to you unless you put something so like out there like cinnamon like oh this yeah, is yeah. cinnamon it's like no it's not cinnamon yeah. in there but I wanted to ask a question so you said this breweries have been around 25 years mm-hmm. in Winchcombe they refer to themselves as Cotswold's leading craft beer microbrewery now Rich's eyes have like peaked up and I think he's, he's, I see a vein pop up in his forehead um, does that not sit well with you they refer to themselves as a craft microbrewery it's been around for 25 years I mean, this is the beer expert. And they're doing yeah. premium bottled ale category beer. I just don't think they can warrant themselves as the as the as the only beer in the Cotswolds. That's I think that's probably premium and well, they're saying what was that title you just used again, uh, Joe? Cotswolds leading craft microbrewery. So we're saying there's not another think- microbrewery. In the Cotswolds, that's producing better beer. If we're not saying that, they're saying they that. They are saying that. Well, and also, the whole point of saying leading is that it's really not empirically <laughs> provable top. anyway. Yeah. But um, we are one of, which I'm sure they probably yeah. are one of. Yeah. I would, I mean, if you were going to take a swing at any of that description, I would say craft. Craft is the one that sticks out for me. Because they, I mean, what they're leading with here is, I mean, this is their one, and also. The Cheltenham Gold is the main thing, but also that they're widely accredited by Camera, yeah. which is the campaign for like, yeah, campaign for real yeah, ale. Yeah. So, I mean, you wouldn't think of them as the ones that you would look for if you were what you would if you describe yourself as a craft beer drinker. Yeah, are you going to pick up a beer because it's Camera like Camera got the vote of confidence? Probably mm. not. Um, well, I think also to build on that. This also is hit on the point of well, what does craft mean? Yeah, because we obviously hear we'd hear about craft brewers and craft beer market, and you think of one thing. But if you think about craft, you think about artisans, you think about experts, you think about people who are are building this, and and so arguably, breweries, even if they've been around for a long time, they're crafting, aren't they? Yeah, I, I think I think it gets to a point where you can call yourself a craft brewer. What is that point then? And I, well, that's that. That's where it gets hard to judge, and that's where it gets hard to pinpoint it down. My personal view of a craft brewer is a small brewery who is still creating, still crafting many different beers, and being innovative and trying 
different things all of the time. Mm. And I think you lose that state of craft brewery when you've then just coming down to, oh, we're only creating maybe a seasonal beer once a year that we're bringing out every year. A craft brewer, I see that you're trying new things, you're trying inventive things, and you are pumping those different kinds of beers, those different kinds of ales out on a regular basis. You're not just sticking to a well-known formula that you know wins. So you don't. So you, in, by that definition, Adnams is a craft brewer because they have lots of different beers and lots of seasonal ones that they do, as well as I Brewdog. Think, yeah, I think is a craft you would brewer. say that. I think more so, yeah, because they're creating the bringing out more and more different and innovative products. You can't call yourself a craft brewer if you're just sticking to the same five, six beers that you've already created in that are in winning formula. But I'd say with these guys, to, or I guess to build on that, because this is why this whole definition is very murky. It's a very grey area. What is, what's craft to one person might not be craft to another. Yeah. Because these guys, they're proudly a microbrewery. So they're not going to make huge no. volumes. They've got five or six beers. Hang fire, folks. So I, I, you know, I guess for that like size, they won't be able to make loads and loads of beers. But to your point, like, well, what's their one or two a year that's very different and that will only be out for a certain period of time? Yeah, I, I don't know. I think the thing is that if you are being, you're creating and you're continuing to create, I think there's a definition between brewer and craft brewery. And if you're crafting and you're creating and you're continually moving forward and trying different things, you may have that one staple that you brew on a regular basis or something like that, or one or two that you brew regularly to put out there. But if you are only sticking to the five or six beers that you've created, you could have started off as a craft brewery, but then you've kind of slowed yourself down and you've gone, right, we've found the five that we want to. You then become a brewery. Okay, so Langanitas, that's a, just a brewery then? I'd say that's just a brewery, yeah. Have a look, sorry, in the uh, context of Goff's Brewery, yeah. uh, have a look at the Jester range. So monthly specials. Um, Jester Brew 12, ABV 4.5%. Um, that's, that's the and latest one. And that hits one. your definition, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, so they just it just happens to be at the moment that they only bottle four of the award-winning beers, which is one's yeah. called J- uh, Jouster, not Jester, uh, Cheltenham Gold, White Knight, and Black Knight. But this just shows, I think, this is this like what the what means what it means to be a craft brewer is is ambiguous at best. Yeah, you know, like it's actually quite a broad term that could be fit into any like so fair like to these guys, it fits their definition. Yeah, you know, as well as it doesn't fit their definition. If you're talking, you know, about what other craft beers out there. You know, we've thrown Tiny Rebel as a name out there. But, you know, yeah, okay, fine, they're a craft brewer because they're doing something, oh, they're new, yeah. they're exciting, but they're not as established as this. Have they actually honed their craft as much as Goff's has because they've been around for 25 years? So I think that that's, it's just an interesting concept. I don't really have an answer. But no. I think we have an answer here, but it's like, well, what is craft then? It would be nice to have a definition put down by somebody, somebody more well adversed and knowledge in the world of brewing I think you pick one. Oh, Rich I think you pick one. Yeah. And I think if, and then once they've set that down, we have to like police yeah. the rest of the breweries yeah. who aren't fitting to it and are saying it wrong and say, no, actually you've got your nomenclature no. wrong. You are not a craft brewer or actually Where'd... you should say you're a craft brewer because you yeah. are. Yeah. Where do they rank on the Richard Index? Yeah, that's it. There that's you go. It, yeah. Gold. First prize. <laughs> And that's all we have time for in this week's episode of the I'll Try That podcast. And so from me, Joe, Rich, Barber, and Simo, goodbye. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, I'll Try That Podcast.com, and watch us on YouTube. Goodbye now. <laughs>